0: You want the facts? We want to share them with you. Together, we'll boldly unpack the deeper truths inside the real estate industry's most relevant issues. This is Getting Real with Rob. Here's your host, Rob Namfeld. Hello, and welcome to Getting Real with Rob. Today, our special guest, Bridget Grant, the co-head of Zoning, uh, Entitlement, and Land Use for Moore and Van Allen. Welcome, Bridget.
1: Thanks, Rob. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, it's great to have you. Um, as is the case, uh, the way we start these podcasts uh, historically is the lightning round. Are you ready for the lightning round? I'm ready. Okay. We have prepared uh, uh, six questions uh, for your rapid response. And off we go. Halloween, do you love it or hate it?
1: Love candy. Hate costumes. <laughs> Okay,
0: fair. The okay, I have to ask. Is it the construction of the costume or the It's like first? figuring it
1: all out, trying to get creative?
0: It's a laborious it's, task. It's just too much. Sure. Okay. Okay, fair. Uh number two, are you a truck SUV person or a sedan person?
1: SUV. Three kids, two dogs, SUV.
0: Is it the space or you just don't like to, to step or ease into the like sedan type thing? Is it too low? Or is That's, it just more? Really of the space?
1: there's so many people in my car. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right feel the same way. Uh, number three, where do you go to, um, for peace or to recharge and relax?
1: Bed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, that's, uh, I mean, that's art studio,
1: <laughs> running when I can, uh, but yeah.
0: Okay, good. Good answer. Uh, number four, are you cooking Thanksgiving dinner or going somewhere else or dare we say ordering
1: out? I am going to my sister's, but I will still be cooking a good bit of the meal.
0: Okay. What's your favorite thing or least favorite thing to cook for Thanksgiving? Both.
1: Turkeys are hard. I hate to be the one responsible for that. Okay. A lot of pressure. So much pressure. Okay.
0: What's the, what's your favorite thing?
1: Um, I really like to make the desserts. Okay. Falls in line with my whole thing. I like candy. Uh
0: (laughs) Okay. Good. Good. Um, and then next one, what has been your biggest aha moment since moving from the public sector to the private sector?
1: I love this question. It is the what I call the just statements. Just reduce the density. Just move the building. Just change all your unit types. And I used to say those just statements without really understanding how big of an ask they were.
0: Well, that's um, okay. We, we're going to get into that a little bit more later on. I think um, that's, a, but that's a that's a great answer. Now, into the meteor topics, let's learn a little bit more about Bridget and kind of what you do when you're uh, on your off time as well. So, we understand you're an artist, a painter specifically. Um, can you tell us how you got into that and uh, what you like to do, what media you like to use, things like that?
1: I'm an oil painter. I used to paint when I was younger and I think it took my kids getting older for me to feel like I could take that time again. It probably also took me getting to this stage in my career for me to realize it was okay for me to give myself 2 hours once a week to step away and paint.
0: Do you do classes? Do you do just on your on your own for fun? What what how what how does this um how does this work?
1: It's my sacred time, 2 hours every Friday morning. Hmm. My team has been very supportive. I look at it like I don't golf. I go to the art studio for two hours on Friday mornings. I work plenty of late nights. And again, it was just recognizing it was good for me to give myself that time.
0: What subject matter do you enjoy the most?
1: Um, Florals or landscapes. I bounce back and forth.
0: Okay. And with regard to landscapes, you like Western, you like Southern, you like European. What is that? Blue skies
1: and greenery. Okay. We spent the summer out West. We spent a couple of weeks and I absolutely loved anything I could see in the Grand Tetons, the national parks.
0: Oh, excellent. Wyoming. Did you go to any other states?
1: We didn't. Okay. (laughs) We didn't. (laughs) Okay.
0: Um, uh, You recently uh, captured another award say another, because there's many in your distinguished background. Um, it's the Connect CRE 2023 Women in Real Estate Award, um, assuming has to do with commercial real estate. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that award?
1: It does. It's an award that recognizes women in real estate for their accomplishments. And I think anytime one of those awards comes up, it makes you pause and really start to reflect on everything you've done. I, You appreciate your team nominating you. You appreciate your coworkers and peers recognizing you. You take inventory of everything you've done and then you also look at all the other award winners and think, I still have so much more to do. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that's good. That's, a, that's an excellent recognition, though. What, um, uh, what what, do you think, what What projects were you involved with that you think kind of really elicited that, um, that interest?
1: I think it's overall. I get to touch a variety of projects. Everything from larger projects like River District to Transformative Camp North End. And then smaller affordable housing development. So there's really not a specific type of project. I think it's the the range of community initiatives and placemaking that I've been able to work on.
0: Do you have a favorite kind or do you have a favorite, do you have any examples of, hey, this was a really great experience I was involved in, brought the community together, did a really great project, and I feel really proud of that. Anything like that come to mind?
1: I've been asked this question before, and it's really interesting. When I got to work with the YWCA, and dream key partners on an affordable housing infill project on Park Road it was a really great team and it was so nice to see the community and their receptiveness to affordable housing in that location without the pushback that we've been accustomed to seeing over time
0: yeah that's unusual what, what do you think what do you think spurred that I mean was it just better community involvement better communication how, how did you get to that result and that outcome that outcome
1: I think the YWCA has always been a good community partner. I think that they have a good reputation for being a good neighbor. And I think Dream Key has done the same where they've sort of proven the quality of the communities that they build and the lasting presence. And they recommend, you know, go back and see what we did 10 years ago and you'll find that the quality is still there. And so it was a lot of feel good moments through that whole project. Okay,
0: great. Um, getting more into um, uh, more specifics about land use and such, uh, what would you how would you define a specifically mixed-use development district what you know what what does that look like in the city or, or out in the suburbs
1: so that one's kind of funny to me because when they established the mixed-use development district for zoning it was intended to be for truly urban areas mm-hmm. inside of the route 4 the Wendover loop it was intended to be for a true mixed-use developments instead it became the tool sort of the band-aid for anything that needed flexibility, whether it was in urban areas or suburban areas, you could apply the mixed-use zoning district to it and sort of do the most context-sensitive zoning tools you could come up with. So I think when that got eliminated from the UDL, that was sort of the tool that we were most used to. I think that mixed-use districts don't have to be a mix of uses all on one site or all in one building. I think it's about an entire area that someone can bring the residential, someone else can bring the commercial. It doesn't all have to be vertically integrated and it doesn't all have to be on the same parcel for it to be mixed use. Okay, okay.
0: And it, obviously you, you do a lot of this in your work with and Van Allen. Um, can you tell us a little bit about sort of how you landed there and, and what, what what does a day look like for you um, in, your, in your job, in your current position?
1: I called Keith McVeigh and told him I was thinking about changing jobs. And he immediately said, let's go to lunch. (laughs) It was pretty easy. Okay. I think he called me back very quickly and said, we'd like to take you to lunch. And I was so clueless to what they were asking me at the time.
0: Well, and we've seen some, we've seen some other folks from uh, the city side go to the private side and, and, and and it's a great, it's a great background. So you had lunch and then what, what transpired next? How did that come to being?
1: It started out with whatever you would like to do. You can come over. You can be as involved as you want to be. You can stay completely behind the scenes. You don't have to do council meetings. You don't have to do community (laughs) meeting presentations. I'm not sure what happened because now I'm doing all of those
0: things. That's what I was thinking, actually. (laughs) What did happen? They lulled lulled you in and then... uh,
1: It's just my personality. I I jumped in.
0: So, okay. So so now that you're there and you've been there for a little while, um, what... What is a day? What does a typical day look like? And I know every day is different, but just give us a sense. What, what do you go through in a week? Typically,
1: it's um, like a hotline. I mean, okay. like under the old ordinance, it almost got a little rote. We knew what districts to apply for. We knew how to fill out the forms and it was just very rhythmic rope sort of going through the process. Now there have been so many changes. It's a hotline. I think our phones tend to ring all day long with different questions about what does this mean now? How does this work? Can you fix it? Can we go back to the old ordinance? Is there any way for us to go back to the old ordinance? Is there any way for us to do this? So we spend a lot of time still working through those questions.
0: Okay. Let's talk about the Unified Development, Charlotte's Unified Development Ordinance UDO and um, and kind of where we Where we were and where we are now on that. Um, Specifically, it it was passed a little over a year ago, and it's been implemented. It was implemented June first, so we've got a little bit about almost six months behind us. Um, What are you seeing in terms of the good, the bad? What needs improvement? um, And kind of where where do you see us maybe two to three years from now um, in dealing with that?
1: I think the good has been the collaboration, Mm -hmm. the collaboration between the private side and the public side, the collaboration between all of the private side entities working together to navigate questions and problems. The design team's all working together to see if they all understand it the same. I think that's been the best part of it.
0: Well, and a lot of that has come, I mean, they all compete in the real world, right? But they're working together on this. And I think that is pretty exciting to see.
1: That has been interesting. When sometimes when people are calling me to say, Hey, I have a question. I'll say, I don't know the answer, but I can get it faster. You just need to be comfortable calling your competitor because that's the best person to answer it. Mm-hmm. And they will gladly take your call. Yeah,
0: no, that's great. Um, so where, okay. So that's the, that's the positive side. What, what do you think needs improvement at this point? I mean, I know there are a number <laughs> of things and uh, no, I mean, granted, it's not being critical. It's just, it's a big document. It's a big process. We all knew it was going to take a while.
1: Uh, Probably the sense of urgency and trying to resolve some of the things we're looking at. Was it an intended consequence? Was it an unintended consequence? And why? I think as we're going through different standards and different settings and we're trying to understand, what were you trying to solve for when we drafted this ordinance? And is there a different way we can solve for it? Because maybe we didn't intend it to turn out quite this way. So I still think there's a lot of work to be done. Unfortunately... We're not in a place where that can be done as slowly as it, everyone might like it to be. We really need to be moving a little faster.
0: And that's typically because projects are making decisions every day based on where things are now, where things might be in the future. That's market-based, market right?
1: And there are tenants or owners who want to sell their buildings and they need to be able to sell. and They need to understand what they have. That's because, a big question. Because right they now. don't know, right? Because
0: right. they, they, had, they had a use, but now... They don't know if they do or not moving forward right and it's getting that answer correct okay okay well that can be that can be challenging um so two to three years from now where do you think we are
1: hopefully a little back to where we were before more conversation and collaboration i don't think that the ordinance can be a plug and play check the box it says do this and this is automatically all going to fit very nicely mm-hmm. you don't have to think about any of it it's all just going to happen I think we need to get back to a little bit more of the, the why, the conversation, the thoughtful approach to planning.
0: So during the lightning round questions, we, I asked you something about kind of your aha moment. Let's talk about that a little bit more. What um, Can you expound a little bit on your on your answer from before?
1: When you're on the public side, you get to dream big in a lot of ways. So you don't always understand the full performa. You don't always understand the property owner and what's going on. And I'm not saying the developer, I'm saying the property owner and the time constraints on getting a project moving forward. And so it seems so simple to say, well, why don't you just reduce the density by 20%? Or why don't you just move the buildings here? We don't always understand the stormwater. We don't always understand the environmental conditions on the site. And so those comments always seem so harmless, like we are just trying to be creative at times. Mm But they were always much more impactful. I had a couple of developers sit down with me. They were great. And I said, explain to me how some of these comments really work against what you all are trying to accomplish. And they walked me through scenarios where they said, you would like to do this. We'd rather spend $200,000 on landscaping because we think that would be better than what you're asking for. I think those conversations are the conversations we need to have.
0: So... If you had three pieces of advice that you would give to some of your former colleagues on the public side, what would they be?
1: Continue to work with us. I think that's (laughs) been the collaboration is is so important and the trust building that we are Mm -hmm. all working together to create great places And every project, every development that we're doing it, we're doing it to fill a need for someone. It may not be exactly what I want or need, but it doesn't mean that it's not what someone else wants and needs. And so I think that's two, right? Collaboration.
0: Okay. I'll give you two. What's one more?
1: Communication.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. The why. Yeah. The why.
1: Help us understand the why.
0: Okay. If you could give two or three pieces of advice to your, the private side of folks in terms of better communicating, better leveraging sort of the projects on the early on, on the front end to make sure that you, um, you, t- you make every step possible to get the buy-in from the community and from staff as well. What would two or three things be that they could do better that maybe we're not doing quite as much as we should?
1: I think it's always it's for both sides still about taking a thoughtful approach, mm-hmm. seeing everyone aside, what everyone's side, what we're trying to accomplish I think it's also really important to understand staff is taking on just a monumental change right now and they haven't been given time to absorb and adjust to everything. They haven't been given all the new staff to help them with all of these new rules and regulations and the pace of work has not slowed down. So I think it's just a little bit of kindness. Mm-hmm. Understand that everyone's doing the best they can.
0: Right. No, that's true. And and there's different, there's additional reviews that are happening, which are taking more time. Um, Speaking of which, are there any specific areas where you're you're hearing the most in terms of either on the good side, hey, this is really working well, we're, we're pleased that, that this change has been made, or, yeah, these these other parts, these other departments, we need, just because it's taking so much more time, we need a little bit more attention to these areas. You, you getting a sense for that?
1: Nothing pops out. Okay. I think there's hesitation from anyone. Mm-hmm. We're not sure. We don't know. None of us. Right. You don't know what you don't know. And so even if we think it's working, it hasn't been in place long enough for us to really know if it is.
0: Right. OK. Uh, Maureen Van Allen has been a, a longtime member of REBIC, Real Estate and Building Industry Coalition. Thank you very much for that. Uh, thank you for your constant participation <laughs> as well. Um, do you have any thoughts for our membership in terms of not just on, on the UDO, but just generally uh, being a better community partner, being... Um, you know, involved in all facets, the development side, the transportation side, all of that, that stuff. Do you, do you have any sense for, um, or advice for our membership on how to get better engaged and, um, help with anything you're trying to promote?
1: I think it's staying involved and Mm -hmm. getting engaged. You have been an incredible leader in getting us all to the table at times. And organizing conversations and organizing efforts to dig into some of the topics. And I think it's really important for people to continue to get involved and get engaged and volunteer the hours to understand the content and be advocates for the development community, which is really for the community overall. Right.
0: Right. Um, well, thank you. Uh, that's that's um um, that's helpful. Uh, one thing that we have tried to do is get our folks involved in some of the advisory boards and things like that. Um, my, my sense is we've done better this year in, in getting that moving forward. Let's learn a little bit more about Bridget. Cause I feel like you've told us about the art and stuff, but where, where'd you grow up? You know, what, uh, what brought you here eventually?
1: I grew up in Ohio. Okay. I went to the university of Cincinnati.
0: Okay. And Bearcat.
1: I am, um, There was so much development. Charlotte was one of the fastest growing areas at the time back in 2000. So (laughs) it's hard to believe I've been here that long. I wanted to go to a growing city. I wanted to help shape how it was growing and evolving. I wanted to be part of it. It was a great city, still is a great city. I love being here. So I came, my parents followed me. One of my sisters followed me. Another one came this past year. So I'm definitely... One of the people who had everyone follow them from Ohio and Pittsburgh. we have got, got better weather here.
0: Yeah. Oh, Pittsburgh too. Okay. Um, I've got family in near there. Northeast. Do you know where Northeast Pennsylvania is?
1: Do I know where Northeast Pennsylvania is? Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> the town of Northeast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, specific town? Yes. <laughs> no. There is a town. The like geography believe it or not. of Northeast. No,
0: no, no. no. There is up. a town. It's actually in the Northwest of Pennsylvania, but it's called Northeast.
1: <laughs> That's amazing.
0: It is. I know. Little known fact. Um, so, so what do you tell folks that, you know, you, you were moving here cause you were excited about the growth. You were excited about the sort of new opportunities, new challenges. What do you tell folks that are like, Oh wait, I moved to Charlotte. It's great. Now let's shut the door behind us. Cause we're hearing that not just in the outer areas, but we're hearing that within the city of Charlotte now, which is crazy to me, but any advice for them? <laughs>
1: Look at why you came. It's uh-huh. why other people are coming. Yeah. It's like when someone says, I moved out here because I really enjoyed all the green space and open space. Remember what your house was before a community <laughs> was developed and established here. i got that
0: problem with some of my
1: neighbors right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, true.
1: With the growth comes great economic development opportunities, great jobs, improving schools, more parks, more greenways, more trails. So the growth has the, the airport. The growth has served us in a lot huge. of ways. Yes.
0: Yep. Well, and and the airport has driven a lot of economic development as we've as we've seen, and will continue to do so um, as long as we maintain that community asset for sure. Um, anything else that you would like to touch on while you have this uh, microphone <laughs> in front of you?
1: Two for Tuesday is amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did not, I did not pay Bridget ahead of time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was thinking about that's part of when you asked about what's Rebick doing and what can we continue to do. Uh-huh. Two for Tuesday is so great at giving the quick nuggets of what's going on, unfiltered opinions. And sometimes I'm like, oh, you went there. That's great.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I have to because nobody else will. So um, but good. I'm I glad. think
1: it's a great resource.
0: Good. Well, that's that's excellent feedback. Thank you. I'm glad that you read it. Uh, we try to make it as short and sweet as possible. So, and speaking of short and sweet, it's been wonderful having you on the podcast today, Bridget Grant.
1: Thank you very much, Rob. <laughs> Happy to do it.
0: Hopefully we'll have you back again sometime. Thanks for your time.
1: We'll regroup in a year and see how the UDO is going.
0: That sounds good. Well, thanks for getting real with Rob. Take care. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Getting Real with Rob. This podcast is produced by the Real Estate and Building Industry Coalition in Charlotte, North Carolina. Learn more about us at rebic.com. That's R-E-B-I-C.com. We'll talk to you next time.